What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is week five of the NFL season, and we are kicking it off with the pregame predictions for the Chicago Bears at Las Vegas against the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr coming off a loss last week. He didn't look great in the first half. He ended the game with a game-losing interception. It was tough. I believe they lost to the Chargers. It was just a bad game overall. Um, you know, a big thing was he was just missing his missing his targets. He was missing his targets. He had an open Henry Ruggs various times. So we're going to get into it today. What we expect as Bears fans going into this game with Justin Fields being the solidified QB1 for the rest of the season. Bill Lazor likely to be calling plays for the rest of the season. How are we going to go into that? What's the offense going to look like without David Montgomery now that he's on the IR list for what's presumed to be at least five to seven weeks, something along those lines, um, at, at, at best, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, Damian Williams is obviously going to be a big part of this offense. Now you have Khalil Herbert, we drafted, uh, this year. So we're going to see what happens with them. Um, I'm very curious to see if we give a guy like Todd Gurley a call, Jordan Howard potentially, because he was a part of this team before. I'm really excited to see um, what happens with that. You know, maybe Jordan, maybe Jordan takes a veteran minimum. He comes to a familiar place. He has rushed over a thousand yards a few times with the Chicago Bears before. And one of those years was with Matt Nagy in 2018. So he definitely does understand that. Um, You know, Tariq Cohen is still likely going to be coming back very soon. But, you know, coming off an ACL tear, I don't know what we're actually going to be getting from him at this very moment. Um, Long term, I think, you know, Tariq Cohen's going to be fine and he's going to have a fairly decent career. Um, But, you know, the same thing we see with, you know, Saquon Barkley and others coming off an ACL tear. It's it's hard to get back out there, especially the running back position. And then, you know, you also have Tariq Cohen being in the being put in the slot. So we really don't know. Um, But there's a lot of things that are going into this game. And a big part of it is Akeem Hicks is also not playing in this game. He is doubtful. Um, It's really unfortunate to see, you know, Akeem Hicks having a few years now of just constant injuries, whether it be his calf, whether it be his leg, whether it be his hamstring, whether it be his elbow. Um, It's just really unfortunate to see. Um, We are, however, getting Danny Trevathan back this week. Danny Trevathan has been activated, and he is likely to be playing this game and starting this game. I'm really excited to be seeing him in the number six jersey. First time a Chicago Bears worn worn the number six since the Jay Cutler era. It's really exciting to see, and it's really... I don't know. I feel like it's 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 a cursed number now. Um, but Kevin Butler wore it back in the day. Um, maybe he wore nine. I forget exactly what number he wore, but, you know, same thing. Um, you know, it, it definitely is one of those situations, though, where I'm looking at it as the Bears just having a win now mode. You're in a win now mode. And I understand that this Raiders team is three and one. They're really fucking good and they're really fucking good. But I will say this. They are beatable. They are beatable outside of Waller and Ruggs. They really don't have that many weapons on the offensive side of things. Derek Carr is obviously a beast, but I mean weapons for Derek Carr. Um, with Bill Lazor calling plays, you know, Bill Lazor versus John Gruden in play calling. I'm really excited to fucking see that go down. I think it's going to be a great game all around. Um, you know, I'm actually really excited for this week. I'm really excited for this week because Justin Fields had a full week of understanding um, you know, that he's QB1. We found out around Tuesday, Wednesday. So he's been able to just soak that in and understand that this is his team for the next 10 plus years. If he wants it, it's his, you know, we will spoon feed this man, whatever he needs. So with that being said, I, I imagine with David Montgomery being gone, let's talk about the offense first. 
With David Montgomery being gone, I imagine Justin Fields is rolling out of the pocket a lot more. A lot of run option, uh, QB sneak kind of passes, or uh, uh, runs and plays being assembled by Bill Lazor. I think he's going to be very good with that. Um, I also see Cole Komet getting a big, big upgrade now. Because before, you know, it was David Montgomery. The run was so important for this offense. And and now the pass is going to have to step up. And, you know, you already have Allen Robinson. You know, you know what he can contribute, and you know what he can be. You now know that Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields have an amazing connection with each other and can go for over 100-plus yards a game if you give them the opportunity. Last week, we saw Darnell Mooney with over 130-something yards, I believe. Um, you know, so it's definitely one of those situations we can see that happening. Um, my biggest thing right now is Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet need to be more available I guess is the word because you know if if you're not if you're not in, involved in the offensive in the offensive play calling I guess I should say I was going to say in the playbook but they're definitely in the playbook they're just not getting the calls uh the calls they want you know what I mean like you want these guys getting their plays and getting their looks open but they're just not getting that and and to me one of the biggest things going forward um, it is making sure that Cole Komet is cemented as that guy. Jimmy Graham, so far, um, he's pissing me off. He's definitely pissing me off, and that can change very quickly with David Montgomery being gone now. Maybe he's brought into this offense a little bit more. Um, but, you know, we bring Jimmy back, and, and it was really unfortunate because when you bring Jimmy back and you bring in Dalton, you lose Kyle Fuller. So, <laughs> number one, we, we what, what pisses me off the most is... You cut Kyle Fuller in order to bring in Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton plays a, co- a total of two games for the Chicago Bears. That's number one. That's what, for an all-pro corner That's that we drafted, that we groomed, that the, this team loved and he loved this team. That's what pisses me off the most. One of the veterans on this team got cut for a guy to play two games. Jimmy Graham is also a big part of that because of his salary cap. If we would have cut him, we would have saved so much money, and we potentially could have had Andy and Kyle Fuller, but we didn't. We kept him, and you're not utilizing him at all, and and that's what's blowing the fuck out of me the most. Um, So I need Jimmy Graham to fucking prove it because right now, Jalen Johnson is out there fighting for his fucking life. He looks great. He's one statistically. He's one of the best lockdown corners right now in the league. Um, he's definitely holding that down. Um, already has his first career interception in year two. You love to see it, um, but he definitely needs help out there. Eddie Jackson is fifty fifty depending on the day. Um, Tashawn Gibson fifty fifty depending on the gay on the day. Pardon me. Um, and you know Duke Shelley and Vildor Kendall Vildor. They're question marks. They're definite question marks. Um, Trufant got, 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 you know, cut from the team and all these other guys, you know, Graham got cut for the team that they drafted. So to me, it just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense to me what's happening with this secondary. Um, so, you know, to make up for that, I need Jimmy Graham to be that guy he was last season. I need Jimmy Graham to have over 500 yards this season. I need Jimmy Graham to have close to 10 touchdowns this season. He needs to be that guy. He needs to be the veteran in the room. He needs to be helping groom Justin. They need to have that connection. You have to keep mentoring Cole Komet because Cole Komet spent the entire offseason working out with, you know, Hall of Fame tight end. I don't care if anybody says he's not a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, George Kittle, and he's been working with Jimmy Graham for two years now. I expect greatness from one of those two guys. And, you know, if Cole's not fully ready yet, 
Jimmy, you need to be that guy and you need to step up. Age or no age, I need you to be that guy. Um, so going against this Raiders defense, which is fairly decent, the pass rush is pretty solid. Um, you know, imagine if they still had Khalil Mack. That'd be fucking insane. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a situation where I'm looking at it as enable, in order to win these games, um, at least this game specifically, you know, their DBs aren't the greatest. I will say that uh, their secondary is, is definitely um, fraudulent and very skeptical. So I, I think we definitely do need to take advantage of the deep ball. And I think we need to allow Justin to air it out. We have Darnell Mooney. We have Allen Robinson. We have Marquise Goodwin. And we have a bunch of guys who can do this. Um, so let's let them do it. You know, you have Bird, you have a bunch of guys, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham. We can do this. We can definitely air it out. And I think with Bill Lazor calling plays, we're definitely going to get that available to us. Um, but that's really where I stand on the offensive side of things. I think we really just need to see our tight ends kind of get implemented into this offense. And I think it's going to take some time because obviously Matt Nagy had no intentions of getting three players involved in this offense this year and I'll name them right now and one is Justin Fields two is Jimmy Graham and three is Cole Komet I don't think he had any intentions of using any of them and and I really oh and four honorable mention Khalil Herbert I don't think he had any intention of getting any of those guys ready or making any effort to make sure that they were happy with where they're at because he was only using Justin for certain times he literally said what was it Monday or Tuesday that when Andy Dalton's back he's the starter and then Tuesday Wednesday morning total change of heart and and Justin Fields is QB1 the rest of the year and they say it's because the front office and the higher ups decided to take over and the the owners of the team also discussed it and that's what's being you know spread the rumors around Chicago that they told Matt Nagy hey you start this kid the rest of the year or that's your ass and he he had to listen um so I'm happy the Bears maybe it was George McCaskey maybe it was Ryan Pace whoever it was um maybe it was Virginia who knows but God bless you. Thank you. Because that's that's honestly what we need right now. And I understand there's risk of injury and you don't want another Joe Burrow situation um, or Trevor Lawrence situation right now where he's just not winning games. And it's just, you know, a real, real bad energy and a real bad vibe for Trevor Lawrence right now. But to me, it's also so many situations where it does work out. You know, you see Justin Herbert continuing to flourish. You see so many other cats just being great. You know what I mean? So... I think this is a great opportunity for Justin. You know, he found out and his whole family wanted to celebrate in Chicago and have a party and go out to dinner. And Justin said no. And he stayed home and studied the playbook. I think that's fucking amazing. This kid has a heart of gold. This kid is a lion. This kid is a bear. This kid is an absolute animal. Um, and I love everything about him. So offensively, I think the Bears are going to definitely need offensive line help. I think they're definitely going to need to implement that as well. Um, Cole Komet and, and Jimmy Graham, if you're not in that playbook and you're not in that play, you better start blocking because, you know, Jason Peters cannot do it all by himself. So I definitely think from an offensive standpoint going into this game, um, I'm fairly confident in it. I could see us scoring anywhere from 21 to 31 points, I would like to say. You know, I, I don't I can't you know, I can't predict the future, but that's that's the way I look at it. If all goes right. Um, mind you, Josh Jacobs is back for the for the um, Las Vegas Raiders. He played last week, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with that. We're going to get into that right now. From a defensive side of things, we're going to be talking right now. Obviously, Akeem Hicks is gone. Eddie Goldman is back again for another week. He's, he looked healthy last week. He looked uh, a lot better. Um, 
Now you have Danny Trevathan coming back. So it's really exciting to see. Tashawn Gibson's here. You know, um, I'm really excited for it. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith, it's always a great connection. It's always a great duo. Um, Ogletree is still doing his thing. He's definitely going to get some reps. So it, it's, it's just exciting to see Danny back. Danny's presence, Danny's leadership definitely fills in for Akeem being gone. Um, doesn't fully fail the shoe, but it's, it's pretty close. Like if it was a, if Akeem's shoe size is like a size 14, Danny's about a 12, 13. Like it's, he's right there when it comes to leadership. Um, but I think Akeem just holds it down just because of that presence, man. If we're talking about an actual bear, that man, his spirit animal is without a doubt a bear, um, a grizzly bear for sure. But um, yeah, so defensively, you're looking at Darren Waller. As long as you can con- contain Waller, um, I think you're good. And I think with Roquan Smith and, you know, Danny Shervathan needs to be on his toes. Because the biggest thing for me is Danny's looked slow in the last couple years. Um, he's definitely slowing down with age. He's, old, he's in his 30s now. Um, so if he does start to slow down and it's very noticeable, Darren Waller is one of the best tight ends in the league right now. Definitely top three, definitely top five without a question. Um, but to me, you know, he's very young, he's very fast, he's very strong. So if it really does start looking bad, I say, you know, give Danny his reps, but get Ogletree out there just because he's faster. You know what I mean? And he's younger. Like that's, that's definitely something you need to take into consideration. Roquan Smith can definitely hang, but even Roquan might get beat a couple times by this guy. That's just how good he is. Um, Roquan is without a doubt at all pro to me, like no question about it. Um, but to me, it's it, Waller's, Waller's the X factor here. That, Waller's who you got to surround your game around because I truly do believe with Tunga, with Eddie Goldman, you know, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, the way they've been playing, Josh Jacobs isn't going to have a day. He, he, you know, maybe, maybe from the passing perspective, but not, not from running the ball. Um, Derek Carr, again, Derek Carr's a great quarterback. Um, you know, if we didn't draft Justin Fields, Derek Carr was one of those guys I was actually really excited to potentially trade for. Um, he's somebody I've always wanted on this team. He's somebody I've, I've always wanted to see succeed um because i truly do believe he's a great quarterback he just doesn't have the hype that comes around him um because he's not an explosive player or a flashy player um so i I definitely do think him and gruden you know have a great connection now and they understand that they can win games together henry ruggs one of the most explosive players that's going to be on the field um on on sunday's game it's going to be a three o'clock game if i'm not mistaken so that's going to be really interesting uh it's in las vegas so that's why but it's three o'clock central that is but yeah so to me i think really the secondary the secondary is going to get beat and and that's just honest like honestly put jalen johnson on henry ruggs all day long and there still might be issues so eddie jackson needs to fall back and do his thing and then that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not saying that there's not other great wide receivers on that offense. I'm not saying um, that they're not, you know, important to strategize against. I'm just saying from the perspective of what we're seeing right now, you know, it's Ruggs and Waller. And those are your X factors because Waller is just so fucking good and so prominent now. He, he's really coming into his own and he's really in his prime years, whereas Henry Ruggs is still really young. Um, and sometimes his speed is, it, it's, it's, you know, for, for his own good, I think he needs to slow it down sometimes. He's too, it, it's too fast for his own good. And, and he overruns it sometimes 
or you know Derek Carr expects him to be a little bit faster than he really is and he really whips it down the field um so I think they're still trying to figure out that chemistry and that timing together with ball placement and and figuring that out um but it's really hard to do that it's a Patrick Mahomes Tyreek Hill type comparison um you know and by that I mean you know like Patrick Mahomes trying to figure out the timing um of Tyreek Hill's speed but the difference is Patrick has the cannon in order to do that whereas you know I mean I'm not not to say that Derek Carr doesn't have a cannon but it's just, it's just not to that magnitude of Patrick Mahomes so it doesn't translate the same um it's also one of those situations where Henry Ruggs isn't the greatest route runner um he's getting a lot better I just feel like you know he he's he's definitely developing and it's only year what year two for him year one year two no it's definitely year two um, so yeah, so it's definitely one of those things because I knew it was um, Waddle that was the Alabama one that, that's new. So I knew Ruggs was the year prior. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be a really interesting situation. Um, I think the Bears win this game. I truly do. Cairo Santos, obviously great. Pat O'Donnell does his thing. He's great. Um, I don't really know their, their special teams unit, but um, you know, I'm sure they're decent, but I haven't heard anything negative about them all year. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's Matt Nagy versus John Gruden, probably two of the biggest egos in all of football, um, without a doubt. John Gruden, understandably so, because he's actually won games. Um, and, and Matt Nagy, who understands that the entire city fucking hates him, and the front office literally told him, whatever you want to do, we're not fucking doing that. And, and we're running with fields. So I'm happy that the Bears took a stand, though. For the very first time the Bears took a stand because usually it was we're rocking with Jay for way too long um, and we'll get you this many coaches. You know what I mean? Like I loved Jay Cutler as a person, as a as a player. Um, but as a person, I felt like he just didn't work well with others. And you give him Matt Forte, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett, Zach Miller, uh, Kyle Long, Roberto Garza, and so on and so forth. And what? And what? What happens? Nothing. Because throughout all of his time, you have Lovey Smith, Mark Trestman, John Fox, so on and so forth. And, and you know, Lovey and John are fairly respected at, at what they do. Um, and, but at the end of the day, Jay just couldn't click with an offensive coordinator because they didn't hire the right people around him. Um, you know, he's had so many offensive coordinators throughout his career and, and, you know, you're just bringing in new guys year in and year out. And at one point, you just kind of got to realize it's Jay. Um, and, and that's just truly how I looked at it. That's truly how I felt about it. I felt like they had the right personnel. I felt like they had the right team around them. Um, I just felt like Jay just was, you know, the black sheep in the family that, you know, he just didn't have that will to win. I felt like we were better off with Josh McCown at some point. Then Jay Cutler in because Josh had that will to win. Josh had the desire to want to win football games. And I feel like if Justin Fields went into that situation right now and, and you gave Justin Fields, let's say, let's say it's like 2015, 2014, you know, Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffrey, and, and the list goes on um, with, you know, Erlocker, Pina, and all of them, and Briggs and all of them on the, on the defense, and even Devin Hester running kick returns back. I mean, I think we win a lot of games. I think we win a lot of division uh, titles. I, I truly do. I think we go to a conference championship a lot more than we would have with Jay. I, I just truly feel that way. So I'm really happy for the first time. You know, we, we started to see that the first go around, the first few go arounds, you know, Ryan Pace and, and George McCaskey, 
even the media had Matt Nagy's back with Mitchell Trubisky, with Nick Foles, now with Andy Dalton, and, and they had his back, and it was completely understandable because, um, you know, he did win Coach of the Year his first year. He goes 12-4, and four, um, the big hype, club dub, all that shit. But now you see it. You see it for what it is. The smoke is clear. The mirrors are clear. You could see it for what it is, and you're riding with Justin because you know he's too young and he's too fucking talented, and Matt has not proved that he's offensively talented as a play caller. Um, so to me, without a doubt, it's just great to see. And, and get to get back to the game, if I had to predict this game, um, man, that's a tough one. I'm going to say, though, Bears win. What should I say? Huh. It's a good one. It's, it is a good one. It is a good one. Um, let me think about it. I'm going to say Bears win 28 to 24. I'm going to say Bears win 28 to 24. I think it's a close one. I think Josh Jacobs is a lot more effective than he was last week against LA. Um, I don't think he's that much more effective, but I think he looks better. I think Derek Carr, is, it bounces back, but you know, he, I definitely think Henry Ruggs tears up this secondary. Um, but I think, you know, throughout it all with Trevathan back and, and Roquan being at his best and, you know, Robert Quinn looking great. Um, Khalil Mack being healthy, you know, presumably, um, I, without a doubt, think this Bears team wins this game. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Go Bears, baby.